0: Welcome to the Counter Press Podcast. I'm your host, Kirk Kinsey, and with me tonight is Josh Cacho, fresh from BMO Stadium. Josh, how's it going, man?
1: I mean, I'm a little bit exhausted from the celebrations in the 3252, probably <laughs> covered, in, covered in beer at this point. Um, I'm going to also have to wash my daughter's jacket before, <laughs> before school tomorrow. Before I get a call from the, the the school asking why she smells like, yeah, why her jacket smells like beer. But you know, at the end of the day, I mean, a four-no thrashing over a team that uh, you know that the state media reported as couldn't be scored upon. Uh, I take that you know, state media. Always, always a good night. Yes,
0: I mean, dude. Anytime you can, you can just stick it to. <laughs> the extra time guys and like the MLS paid riders. Uh man, just feels so good. Yeah. Feels so good. Um so obviously LAFC just barnstorming the revs tonight for nil. Uh go with the brace. Uh Steve Bay with his first and Tillman with his first. Tim Tillman, I think, is the story of the night. I don't know if he wants to go by Tim or Timothy. I keep saying Tim because uh, I don't know, Tim Tillman just sounds so catchy. But Josh, my goodness. This he was all over the place defensively, uh making tackles, but also once he's on the ball, he is so smooth and there were several times where he would make there would be a pass out of the midfield through several lines of of pressure. And it'd be like, man, Ilya's kind of in a weird spot there and then I'd look closer and it's like, oh no, 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 that's Tillman on the ball, right? Um talk about a coming out party. That was incredible.
1: Yeah, I mean, he his positioning is is just second to none. He, I mean, again, we talked about it a lot in the last episode in terms of how he just fits seamlessly into this German style, yeah, yeah. approach to football, and he just seemingly knows. Again, he looks like he's been with LAFC for years at this point yeah. because from a from a midfield perspective these are definitely the things that you and i have been calling for for the last absolutely i don't know since the inception of the team right mm-hmm. since this podcast started yeah the one thing that we've always been hammering on is man we need we need a midfielder that can kind of do everything that tillman has done in these few weeks. yeah, yeah maybe maybe that's too high a praise but thus far and again we'll we we We'll remain. We'll wait until he can do it in a bigger moment in these different things. But I mean, he's I don't know. Definitely- I mean,
0: granted, it was it was a short appearance, but he looked good against Alajuelense as well. Like he, it wasn't. You know, it was only 15 minutes at the end of the game they were up, but you saw the same kind of things, right? Beating guys on the dribble, defensively sound, making, uh, making inch perfect passes. So. You kind of have two games, and again, if the if the revs are as good as as state media loves to say that they are, then you might be able to draw conclusions right now. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see how it looks in the next couple. I mean, of weeks, I but. hope
1: so, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like, as always, you know, like I, I, you know, we'll I think we, we're just hedging our bets at this point, right? But I mean, right, right. Several times, I mean, he's isn't he the one that draws the 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 initial penalty too?
0: He is. He is. Um,
1: you know, just with it. Just of the sweet touch. you know, Yeah, he, no, I mean,
0: and... he croifs the ball back behind him to what looks like set up a, a left-footed shot there at the top of the box and Bo just sweeps him. Leaves I think his he leg does. out. And... To be fair, I don't know if the foul was that hard, but he does a good job selling it either yeah, way. I
1: mean, Bo left his leg in there and Tillman made the most of it, right? It's then...
0: definitely, I mean, it is definitely a foul. Like, he definitely catches his leg and stops him from making any progress and then Tillman mm-hmm. makes sure to, like, all right, we're in the box, I'm going down.
1: Yeah, and I I also, I mean, to finish that playoff, I mean, I love Bwonga's penalty approach. It's just hit it as hard as possible where where they can't get it because, you know, and watching him, I think this is the first time I've actually seen him, really paid attention to him during Mm warm-ups. Man, that guy hit some stuff. Like, the balls he hit just come off with such venom. Yeah, um, And such, with a ton of, like, english too right it's not just like hit hard like there's a whip to it that you just don't right
0: well i mean look at the look at the free kick he takes right mm-hmm. and it, it hits the crossbar but i mean that thing that thing flies back outside the 18 like it is there's a ton of pace on that ball like you said there's english on it too to curl it around and uh, like up and over the wall and then down into that corner um yeah man, can speaking you of that, that f- another hat trick
1: yeah that free kick that you also notice um Kellen and him play rock, paper, scissors, rock, paper, to scissors for it. Yeah. It. So
0: the, the cameras actually caught it too. I like it, the first angle you saw, it was kind of like them setting up and they're talking and you catch, you catch it, but it's not super clear. Mm-hmm. It's like, did they just play rock, paper, scissors? And then after the free kick, they came back to it. Um, also shout out to Max Bredos and Brian Dunseth. That was the best commentary I have ever heard in MLS. Well, English commentary, I should say, but like, that commentary was smart. It was actually relevant. Um, really, really good. And so they came back to, to that um, just really clever little moment from the two of them. Uh, man, if only that would have gone in, that would have been like the most incredible thing. Like, we, we, we will just clown on you. We will play rock, paper, scissors, and then score free kick goals on you. Yeah. <laughs> so it, this team is wild, man. It's wild.
1: Wait, who had the assist on Bonga' second also, by the way?
0: Sifu. Sifu played okay. that ball over the top. And it's it's also great work from Bwanga. He, oh, he, he holds his run on, he holds his run and then darts in behind. As soon as that ball goes in the air, he steps behind and then holds off the
1: seals the him first before it even moves. Yep. So like you see him just kind of box out and then make that run and then start yeah. moving towards the goal as to
0: settle the ball, slip mm-hmm. it right past Petrovich, who was phenomenal. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I mean you were in the 3252 watching him make all those saves. Um I we
1: dude, I, we should this game should have been like had it not been his heroics. I mean
0: it should have been 7 or 8.
1: Yeah, because you know again, the best defense in that Major League Soccer as per, you know, state media. Yeah. was looked atrocious. And yeah, the especially funny thing is, in that last in the last what? 20 you know once Vela came on in the 60th. Like it was literally That's what like broke I, it. Yeah. I don't think I don't even remember seeing New England get into get into the um our offensive like in our defensive third. Yeah. Like it just yeah. felt like it was wave after wave of attack and they were just praying not to give up another ball. And right. the the fun the thing that I enjoyed the most was a lot of it was against DeWan Jones, right? Who's another I mean again, nothing against the kid, but he's just one of those guys that State media loves to they lift up, pump unnes- that kid. I think it's unnecessarily.
0: I, I think so. One of their shticks is they love players that come through the draft more than anything, and they have to defend the draft as a mechanism, as like a league mechanism, right? Mm-hmm. Because this is if you're going to have a closed system and you're going to kill off the the second and third division leagues in your in your country, then you have to have college working for you, right? And they. They want nothing more than for college soccer to be the the route because it's the it'd be the same as all other American sports, right? Yeah. Um,
1: but it's the only. I mean, it's it's the only way you keep people getting paid, right? Also within the same system, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, but because that, the yeah. promise for most of these travel ball clubs is that I'm going to get you a D one, you know, I'm going to get you a scholarship at minimum. I like, it's well, not, that you're go for not it. only
0: that, but like the, I don't know how deep we want to get into this, but. That's what most parents who put their kids in soccer, like most within the ecosystem, soccer families are looking for, right? Suburban white kids who are playing soccer are typically, like their parents are looking for college scholarships. Um, whereas the little pockets of, of different communities, like more international communities in the US, they understand the game at a different level. They understand not only the game, but like the, the structure of football across the world. Right. And so they're not looking yeah. at it like that, but yeah, I, I think, I think you're right. I mean, it's about control. It's always about control with this league. So yeah. anyway, that's a, that's yeah. a, that's a topic long for to an say, entire podcast.
1: Yeah. Long way to say it was enjoyable watching. Yes. Duke And, and Danny just cook that revs, that yeah. revs defense all night long again, which is filled with those guys. Yep. Right.
0: Yep. Um, I, I did think I, the front three struggled um, more than they probably should have before Vela came on. I feel like Opoku and Buke are not experienced enough for, for Buanga to carry on his own. You'd see it anytime Buanga would be on the ball and driving, the runs that they were making were just pretty vanilla, right? Mm-hmm. You have one straight down the middle trying to get through the center backs and then one on the outside. There's no yeah. There's no lateral movement or anything. Um, and you saw until the until crazy. the last
1: one, the last goal that Buke finally scored. Right, he makes that chicharito. Remember but see, that that's
0: move? Buke coming from the right wing now. It's not.
1: He was central, I thought. Or was I, Carlos? So, I mean, just... they were
0: moving around quite a bit. But like that, once Vela came in, and he was ca- like, I think there's something to be said about Vela working on that right wing and interchanging with only those two, and Bowanga kind of staying put on the left.
1: Yeah. It makes it more fluid it, it, for well, sure. I
0: think it makes the job easier for those young guys, mm-hmm. right just wherever Vela and Boanga aren't, you go there right yeah, but like if they're if they're left to their own devices I, I just don't think they're experienced enough that's not to say that they're not good or they're not going to get there I think they will no. um it's I mean, just again, a matter of time to
1: think of like this is buke's third third game right did
0: he did he come on in Costa Rica? I believe
1: I don't. I don't, remember, I don't know.
0: I don't know if he subbed or not, but maybe he did. For I, know sure. he, I know he featured against Portland, but
1: yeah. And then you know, even for Mahala, right? He's played a fair amount, but it was always. It's never been. It's a lot of times he was coming in for Carlos, not yeah, not you right. we before the end, right? It's not necessarily playing with him, and so when now that we're at a point where he's he's starting and playing with those guys again, I think it's going to take some time for it to gel. Right. And mm-hmm. maybe in the long run, they don't necessarily need them to be that, you know, depending on what they decide to do in the summertime. They don't need them to be to do that. But for the time being. Right. I think just having this experience is going to blow well, because it might can you imagine if they decide to go out and get a striker, how deep this team. Is? I mean, that's just that's just wrong. I mean, that's the thing.
0: That's that's honestly you run into the problem. um. Of just not having enough minutes for everybody. And I mean, yeah, I guess, but, I guess if you I go in it, all in on League's Cup, then you do.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, also, I think it it's still, it makes more, it, say, if you do bring in a striker, it makes more sense than the roster you had last year. right? Because, yep. right, you start with the three. Yeah. And then you have a guy that fills in on either wing or through the middle. Or two guys. Well,
0: I mean, think about it this way. At the beginning, well, right now, where do you look at the roster and understanding the roles that those players are going to play. That's an important part. And say this isn't good enough.
1: Mm, I, I i probably want one more outside back. Yeah. I mean that's now, a now I mean after. especially because because Hong's head just got hurt. Right. Yeah. But Maldonado looked fine out there.
0: Maldonado was winning a ton of aerial crosses. Uh, and again, it's a, it's a short appearance, and the game's already kind of out of hand. So we'll see, but I can't imagine it's going to be that but they, difficult for yeah, him to and, fit in with his team. And
1: when yeah, and when he came in, right? They kind of went because of the situation with Hollingshead when he split out, split out wide. Mm-hmm. They kind of went into like this back three, right? Yeah, a little with, bit, him, yeah. with him, with him, um, Chiellini, and Mario. Mm-hmm. And so even then, it looked fine, right? It's like it's a four-three-three, but. Maldonado's definitely not pushing forward all that much. Like occasionally, yeah, you yeah. see him like he's not doing he,
0: the same thing that Palencia and Hollingshead do. Yeah. No,
1: you know he he'll, he'll he he would tuck into the midfield a little bit. I, I think one time he kind of thought about taking it up down the sideline and then realized nah, it's probably not not what I'm on you know, right not my job at this point in the game. You know is aware of that. You know unlike Mario making a marauding run from from center back
0: <laughs> winning fouls in earn, the midfield to
1: earn a corner, I believe. <laughs>
0: He was all over. I mean there was a there was another time where he got caught out. He was caught upfield on a on a corner that was that the revs cleared and then we sent right back into the attack and you see him in the half space on the left hand side of the field, like trying to dribble past guys. Uh just kind of a crazy game. Um, but like you said, a ton of fun. Um I guess if I go back to that question about where do you see a weakness, like compared to last year, where I could point to certain things and be like, this center back isn't going to like not going to work on any level. This midfielder is like you can't trust him game in and game out like Latif. And did we have Mendez at the beginning of the last season? I can't remember if we did no, or not. they
1: they brought him in. Brought him in later. Yeah, I believe it was like the in the like beginning of the July of the okay. second window.
0: So L- Latif is a guy that you love to have and has a specific role but as time went on Even before the start of last season, it was kind of like you don't see a like an outsized role forming for him. You don't know what you're going to be able to get from him, really, in terms of consistent output. And then Rodriguez was a question mark, right? So there's just question marks all over that, all over that team, all over that roster. And at this point, if like if Aaron Long is your third or fourth center back, fine, fine. Yeah, because
1: if because here's the thing. I mean, he goes. He starts for every other team in major league soccer.
0: Yeah. I still think I still think Austin outside would pay of maybe big Philadelphia money for him. Yeah. I think Austin could give you maybe even two million in GAM right now, based on like how horrific they've been and how much help they need there. Do mm-hmm. I think he's do like would I pay for that? No. But I know that a desperate team would. Mm-hmm. Um and then like who I mean, who else? Danny Chrysostomo? Is like the next one that you'd be like, but he's your fifth midfielder. And if mm-hmm. Tillman is your fourth midfielder, when's Chrysostomo ever going to see the field anyway? No, you just rotate yeah. all four midfielders through, and like they're, they'll be fine.
1: Yeah, that's why I said that. The having a not just another, you know, give me, give me beta just to be in there. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> you know, some yeah. you, know, you I don't need, you know, bring Jordan Harvey out of retirement just so you have an <laughs> a, an extra body that you trust in a pinch. Yeah. Right. That, that, that would be my only thing, right. is like, because like I said, I think Palencia, that the, the general rotation of Palencia, Hollingshead and cheeky is the best in the league. I guess, I guess my
0: question there would be if Mario can play, at right back and Maldonado can play at right back and Acosta can play at right back. Maybe this is the position that you can skimp on.
1: It's true. Well, that's why I was at if, if that's why I was at. it would be like a veteran minimum guy that you're yeah. not paying yeah. you're not paying anything for right. or either that or we need to see, you know, hopefully, you know, maybe Dwainese finally makes that jump or or yeah. Yeah. you know, something along that line where we just need someone to come in and you know, that you could, again, I it's more I just want someone that I can trust, not someone that's going to win me a game.
0: I would love for it to be Duenas or Leone or, you know, one of the kids because then they don't take up the, I mean, at this point, I think your precious roster spots are probably just the senior spots, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's what you're most limited on right now. As you try and get, you know, you have 20 players to play all these competitions. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it would be great if they could come in and do 20 minutes a game, 20 minutes every other game, I guess at a fullback spot because Hollingshead got the wind knocked out of him. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway. Um, yeah, uh, I guess if we, if we haven't really talked about Buke, I think, I think he's plenty skilled. I think he's just a, still a bit lost. And like raw is kind of an overused term. I use it plenty, but so I'm part of the problem, but it's like this idea that, he has all the attributes, not all the smarts yet, not yeah. all the like I think tactical understanding.
1: I think it's inexperience rather than like I said, like when I think of raw, I think they they have the they have the like you're saying the attributes but not necessarily the skill. I think he has mm. I think the skill is there but just it hasn't quite figured out how to fit in within the system. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I will say his hold up play for not being the biggest, you know, again, he's yeah, you know, five nine, five ten, or No, you said he was six foot, right?
0: He's six feet, yeah,
1: right. Like, but he's not, he's not like a big six foot, right? He, he looks like you know a young kid, yeah. But his hold up play was excellent. Right? It's, so times. this is
0: like where he's much better than Apoku actually. Apoku's hold up is not good, and he's a small guy. He's he's the kind of guy that's going to get in behind, right? Um, much much better than than Apoku at this at this specific thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Where again, he just does a good job of being able to, you know, t- play a ball with his, you know, pick up a ball with his back to goal, and then either play a pass back to a to an on running midfielder, midfielder, or and then make a brunt, make himself available immediately. Yeah, and a couple times there, that's where he just looked dangerous, like throughout the whole night. And again, it was just a matter of did he make the right decision after that. Right was again yep. what we were speaking to is like he needs that experience you need those reps to know okay hey I can square this ball for Carlos Vela I can yeah I can yeah. find Buanga making a late run um this is where I drive it to the end line this is where I cut it back inside you know like he gets I think he's still trying to just overpower yep. guys right a lot of times when these guys make that jump from the youth level to the next they just don't have that that you know, that realization that they're going up against grown men. Right. And they're not it's like watching
0: f- a rookie quarterback. Yeah. Right. You know, uh, I can still throw over the field. Of course I can. <laughs> right. doesn't, yeah. doesn't matter. I can still get it there.
1: I mean, again, he has, again, has all the, all the attributes, the skill and even the skill yeah. level. It's yeah. just a matter of, again, having that awareness. Right. That that field awareness, having an understanding of the the tactics, and again, I think that's just repetitions and time. You know, I think by the time it's all said and done, having you know, again, and he's gonna get his fair given the amount of competition that he's involved in, he's gonna get his fair share of time and minutes. Um, you know, I I do think this one's gonna come is gonna come good because again, I think the one he's a willing passer, right? Mm-hmm. He's willing to make that early... It's an early pass, right? Even even Wanga tonight would hold on to balls a little bit too long at times. Yeah. No, nothing that we haven't seen from Diego Rossi at times, you know, um, mm-hmm. or whoever. Maybe, you know, like, they, they, they're goal scorers, right? Like, every time I watch Liverpool, there's a few moments every game where I'm just pulling my hair out because Salah holds on to the ball a little bit too long, <laughs> trying to do a little yeah. bit too much. Yeah. But he's Mo Salah, and it's one of the best in the world, right? So... And Buang, in, our, in our case, Bonga's one of the best wingers in the league. Like, yeah, yeah, he, he should bet on himself to beat someone, right? Like he's in the prime of his career and just smoke, you know, just drop three goals, dropped the hat trick in, yeah. in Champions League, right? Like, can I
0: was Bonga in the set in the the second division in France?
1: He they got relegated.
0: Okay, so he's a relegation. I, I believe
1: they were they were in league on and then they got relegated and then that's when he came.
0: Okay. So he's is a relegation least... casualty.
1: Yeah, I think Saint-Étienne okay. got relegated last. I was just, year.
0: I was just going to say like if Boanga was second division in France and Tillman was second division Germany like you got to learn some stuff. <laughs> like yeah. you got you got to draw conclusions about where MLS is at cuz those guys are tearing things up right now and like that comparison is is mm-hmm.
1: not as close as a lot of people probably would probably guess so let's see it looks like Bonga came last year so they there was like a, a a string in the string of last season where they were like they lost 12 straight games and then got relegated Oof. okay from this some like december 5 on dang yeah, of twenty one until yeah. So then they got relegated to League Two and League League, yeah. League Two, and then that's when LFC bought them in the summer.
0: Right. So all this isn't to say that MLS is bad or that you shouldn't watch or that you shouldn't enjoy it. It's just like there's so much is made about the comparison between leagues, and like you can enjoy all these leagues just fine. Like I watch college football on Saturdays, and then I watch <laughs> uh, and then I watch the NFL on Sundays. It's not like is it a little bit different? Sure. And it, to be fair, the difference in college football is a lot different from the difference between MLS and whatever. I like guess that I feel like that's probably more noticeable than than the difference between MLS and Ligue 1. Um, Yeah. Anyway,
1: I mean, um, I think like right now, like it's MLS has got to a point where the in terms of the overall talent and some, especially the high end talent, right? It's it's better than a lot of these smaller leagues. It issue again that we've always had with the league is the restrictions they they place on ambition. Yeah, right. And and the and the, again, and the just... way
0: that in the way that you get into the league in the first place, the the way you demonstrate ambition worldwide is putting together teams and winning. The way you demonstrate yeah. ambition here is you pay eight hundred million for your franchise, right? Uh, uh, Three
1: hundred. I mean, with two hundred fifty for LFC, then raise. That well, thing.
0: well, I'm saying like the franchise fee plus the stadium oh, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, all, yeah. like, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> but it's, it's not, it's not important tonight. Um, So yeah, incredible game. So fun to watch. LAFC looked really good for large stretches of that game. Um, the, I think the the last thing I want to mention is the fact that they got three open play goals. Um, and the fourth was on a very legitimate penalty, um, which is something that sometimes concerns me with LAFC is a lot of the goals come on corner kicks, which is fine. Like you, you're going to get corner kicks in games, but it's like, you always want to see teams scoring from open play. Know that they can create while the ball is rolling and not just if they happen to win a corner or a free kick in the right spot of the field. Uh, so seeing them score so many, as you mentioned against a team that hadn't conceded yet uh, and kind of the darling of state media, uh, is just so uh comforting in a way. Like it's 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 very good to see that happen.
1: I think vindicating is probably the better yeah, yeah, the better yeah. word there, right? I but, was I was struggling a bit there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I did score well in math. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I did well in the math, the readings not so much or whatever English. But uh but yeah, no, I I think you're right. Um and when you kind of look at just the landscape of of the 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 whole picture right it's just one of these situations where the 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 deck is definitely stacked against them right in terms of their ability to to compete throughout these things but man the way that this roster is built right it just yeah and and again i think i think beyond that i honestly also think that the the coaching and training staff are doing an excellent job of managing everything. Yeah. Because, um, and I think the they they do truly look at it in a phase. I think this phase one is purely focused on Champions League, knowing that they're yep. also going to get this League's Cup break yep. in the middle of the season, right? So you can, in, in other years, right, you'll see teams just expend all their energy during this time and then just fall flat on their face in the league, and the next thing you know, they miss yeah. the playoffs, right? How many, I mean... Seattle last year, I mean, it's happened several times. Anytime any of these LAFC team, or I mean, MLS teams want to make a run in CCL. And so, but I think like I said, with this League's Cup break, it's just, it's strangely allowing them to kind of break the season up into thirds. Yeah. Yeah. Right. With, you know, and then again, and the regular season of MLS kind of just becomes your rhythm set. you you know, it, it's what kind of keeps your rhythm. Really, you're going to look at this first third of the season as CCL. Second third is in the summertime is Leagues Cup. And then the last third is MLS Cup. And yeah. you you just got to be there for each, you know, put yourself in a you know, situation to be there for each one of the comps. And that's yeah. it.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, should we get into questions now? Let's do it. It's midnight, so probably should <laughs> Um, first one is from Jonathan Reiner at Boozology. Uh Who had the better game, Buke Long or Palencia? This is actually a. As I've looked at this more and more, I've I've like tried to wrap my head around how to answer this. Do you want the first swing at this one?
1: Yes. Um, I'm actually going to say Longs was the most consistent. Mm-hmm. Buke's had the highest highs and the lowest of the lows. Yeah. yeah. And Palencia was a, a pleasant surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Right. More yeah. than anything. Like, you know, I, I think Buke had some really high moments and some, like, head scratching moments as well. Yeah. Right. Long looked, had a professional game. Right. Like, he didn't score a goal, didn't give up a goal, but everything you would ask of a center back, in th- you know, to do in that situation. He led the line. He did everything right. They didn't. Yeah. He didn't get a gold. He kept Bobby
0: Wood from oh, doing anything. From yeah, doing anything. Yeah.
1: And so you know he got a great game, right? It's but it's also what I expect, right? Especially yeah. if you're the if you're coming in for Chiellini, like that's that's the measuring stick. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's a high bar. So yeah. this this is just it was a it was a it was a very good game from him, right? But yeah. you know it was good. It's fine.
0: I think this shows you why why we have said like this is a smart signing. If you're using him like this, Keeling is the starter, and Long is the guy that you bring in to to spell him. Then this is a fantastic signing because that's a that's a very high floor signing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you can you can let Keeling rest when he needs to, and you still have professional. I I, I think that's like perfectly described. Professional minutes coming from him. Um man, I might actually say long for the best game. So Yeah, I mean Gigan,
1: like Buke was very up and down.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I, I think that's why is that like all those valleys and like gets the goal, and I think that goal was was deserved. He was in several times. Um but anyway, that it so a good game from him. Plenty was could, strong, but you could sense not as noticeable.
1: You could you was definitely a sense of relief on his face when you yeah. saw him finally put it in because the again, the the Portland game, right? He had that sitter that he missed. Yeah. And then you come into this game where again had a couple opportunities, um, and either either to score to set someone else else up and just kind of made the wrong There decision were a couple there.
0: times where yeah, he went he went for goal and it could have easily been an assist. A back post run. Yeah.
1: yeah. And again, But I'm okay. I mean, again, given the situation, you're okay with it because it doesn't, it didn't hurt you and he learns, right? It's the, as a coach, this is, this is just, it's video material that you're going to make him sit and watch Mm -hmm. it and say, okay, when you're, you're in the, in the, in the film session, you're like, okay, look at, look at, this is what you had there, right? So next time, understand that, like, if you see this, then you do this, right? Like, a lot of times we don't, we just don't, there are certain guys that just never even get to that point where they're putting themselves into the position where you can even make the critique because right. they're never even there. Yeah. He's put himself into the you know he's he's talented and good enough to put himself in position. It's just a matter of now correcting those mistakes along the way again, which mm-hmm. is like I said for him to do it this early to to show this much early on bodes well in the long run because again I do think that he he will find some you know he's going to find he's going to make the right decision now more often than not. Yeah. At least you would hope.
0: Yeah. All right. Next one at Danny Tillman's the man. I like his ease and centeredness on and off the field, a thoroughly congruent individual, in my opinion, glad we acquired him. Yeah. I mean this, the game from him was incredible. The goal was fantastic to be on the other side of one of those Latif giveaways and in his own defensive third um, was weird because this is something that you and I hounded him for when, when he was with LAFC. Just his lack of awareness and presence on the ball and always trying to do too much and getting himself in trouble and just seeing guys like Pavone or whoever eat him alive for doing so. So to finally be on the other end of that is is kind of bizarre. But yeah, Tillman, just a fantastic game. Every phase of the game from him was, was class. So an incredible signing um next one tom kamalari at bronkfan 07 nice to see the new guys get to play and equip themselves well tillman has great body control on and off the ball i'm sure you mentioned this by now but the whole tenor of the game changed once Fela stepped on the stepped foot on the field as if everyone suddenly knew where to run um anything on that one josh
1: i mean you you made mentioned this earlier right where based the way that bwonga plays right it 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 doesn't. He doesn't carry the same gravity that Vela does. Yeah. Right. In in terms of making the decision easier for for those young guys to to know where and when to be, right. Mm -hmm. But when you have both Vela and Blong on the field, it really just the job is easy. Where where those guys are, you where they are, you aren't, and fill fill the rest of the space. Right. And so. That's that's you know again. I think that's why you see the difference there because again, I think the run Buke now understands purely always knows where he's supposed to be. Where Apoku does a lot in terms of dropping in, he's in the midfield. He's you know he's all over the place, right? Again, and that's why we love him. But then he does he does tend to do di- things a lot differently than you would expect from Carlos to do in build up and some of those things, right? So now again, which is why I think he looks so good when. He's in that same position, right? When it's when it's Mahala playing with Carlos or and Buanga. Now he, you know, now he just looks so much more fluid and more natural. Right, right? Right. I think it's just a yeah. matter of of playing with two guys of that talent level. And again, also Carlos just has, again, you know, we we allude to this a lot on the show, right? It's is that walking gravity that just tends to pull people out of position. And so yeah. it, it just makes it does make the field that much bigger. And especially with the way that the Reds are playing when they're in that 4-4-2 diamond, the middle of the field was extremely compact. Now, at least he found a way to pass through it about 15 minutes in and kind of start to spread them yeah. a little bit thinner. Mm-hmm. But now when you bring in a guy like Carlos Fella and the whole field is shifted towards one side, then it just becomes a the opposite. You know, like he has acres of space to run into. Yeah,
0: yeah. He definitely made that front three much more effective, um, and threatening. So it just change it changed quite a bit. Lionel Huts uh, Petrovich stood on his head, and LAFC still scored four unbelievable. Tillman making a fool of Latif on his goal is the perfect illustration of how this roster is upgraded. That's a great point because this is like that's Latif's spot, right? The fourth yeah, midfielder. Yeah, that
1: that, that give, but the, that giveaway is something that we had almost come to expect from Latifah yeah. times, yeah. right? Like it's a giveaway that we've saw a fair amount of times against the galaxy in really yeah. bad spots, yeah. right? Where he's kind of just over dribbling out just outside his own 18. Yeah. Right. And then this uh, time it's
0: just a poor touch, but yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then, you know, someone's there to make him pay. Mm-hmm. Palenti is a stud.
0: Imagine him com- uh, combining with Vela down the right hand side. I thought long showed both his limitation uh like a deer in the headlights with a couple of those early passes under pressure, but also a physical presence that explains why he's valued in MLS. Yeah, I think this is good. Like they're they're not gonna pass through long because it's not gonna it's not gonna work. He'll make a he'll he'll when there's plenty of time and space, he'll make a decent pass to somebody. That's fine. But what you saw was him erase Bobby Wood from the game, right? And I don't think they're helped because they essentially just played two I mean we've talked about how a four diamond two matches up against a four three three and you can go one way or the other uh but you're kind of man marked all over the place and so he was isolated on long and long kept him out of the game completely
1: yeah i mean the the other thing too is that like i don't think the midfield movement was what Again, I, you just you just sense there was a lack of chemistry with how the midfielders are moving into space and then also just a lack of confidence for the center backs to play into that space. But again, once they kind of figured that they could just play into the wings, then that's really what undid New England. Right? Yeah, like. I mean,
0: there were several balls from Diego Palacios I, right down the line. And I mean, right down the line where I kept watching thinking they were going to go out of bounds. Um but it ended up playing Boanga in behind. Um, so yeah, definitely use the wings quite effectively. Juan Pablo Marquez, what is this team's weakness tactically? I think this is a good question. Um, for me, it's still that front three and how they're going to, and how it's all going to work. Obviously when Vela's there, it's not as much of a problem, but when you do rotate, what is it that they're going to be doing there? Because it was not nearly as effective the only other thing I'd say is, and I don't know that it's a weakness, Josh. Uh, 45% possession tonight, again, at home. So, I mean, they're, it, they're not looking to hold on to the ball. And I think it's it's more just like they're going to play direct. And mm-hmm. if they turn it over as a as a result of them playing direct and creating a chance, then fine. We're fine no, with that.
1: But, again, I, I also don't think that they're incapable of playing with a little bit more position if no, they want to. No, they can, to, they can right? slow it down, sure. Because there's a couple times where, like, you know, they're... They're Tillman and and Acosta and Ilya are just passing circles around people, but at the same time, they're just so much more dangerous on the break. Yeah, you know. And again, for whatever reason, they're just baiting teams into just winning this, giving you know, giving. Like, we're happy to give. It's LFC just pulls guard right off the bat, yeah. basically, <laughs> and just baits people into try into, and pass this. Yeah, yeah, and then again, we're the when you have. When they're as stout defensively as we are with the midfielders working back in that flat that flat four three three as much as they are, yet still have the ability to drive forward into space and find those forwards who are, you know, dropped in and, and can combine it. Just, yeah. It just looks so good.
0: So the pa- it was actually the stats were actually updated. Forty four percent possession <laughs> for LAFC. They were still like three point two six expected goals created, right? Um but eighteen shots, twelve on goal. Yeah, to four shots total for the Rebs, one on goal, and I think that's the one that McCarthy actually saved above the crossbar. So it's like you said, like the possession isn't really the point with this team. It's it's not quite as Spanish as as it may have been in the past. Even though I don't, it wasn't really Spanish before. But like you keep saying, this is a very very German team. Um, which is probably why Tillman comes right in. And is like, yep, I know, I, I know exactly what to do mm-hmm. here. And you see his ability to play in transition. Like, I mean, the 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 goal that he scores is all him. He recognizes that pass is going to Latif, runs up on him, forces the bad touch, picks his pocket, boom, back of the net. Um, so, I mean, if you can create in ten seconds like that, who needs possession really?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and again, and and it and it's, but it's not. Phoenix Suns, you know, get out, get down there in three seconds, and just complete overwhelming pressure. Yeah, right, to, who
0: was that? Was that uh, Mike D'Antonio? Was that yeah. is D'Antonio? Yeah. Is, is it Mike? Mike who? D'Antoni. D'Antoni, that's right. Yeah,
1: yeah. But it's like they're, you know, like they're really only they they only attack with three. Yeah, they're never. It's it's really weird because you just don't ever see them. You know, again, we're so used to them getting into this these You know, five five attackers into the zone. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. right. But really, you know, the the midfield. I haven't seen a midfielder in the like the Tillman's goal is the first time I've seen a midfielder in the box all season. It feels like.
0: Yeah, well, and like I mean, what you're seeing, like you said, when you're when you're going for those five attackers, it's it's the fourth and fifth attackers are the fullbacks right now, Mm -hmm. where you see them pushing forward. Off of a winger in the half space, right, and that's that all happens really quick because it's just a direct run. Like yes. it's just about we got the ball to Carlos on the left, on the right wing, he's in position, so we send Ryan, right, yeah. and Ryan goes, but boom,
1: cross, goal. The, the interesting is defensively, you're just a lot more stout too because you can't can't you can't counter up the gut anymore, right, 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 because when you try and I think that's what you would see is like when they when they're playing when they when they do push numbers forward. Right, say Ryan gets involved, or in you know today, you know Palencia will get involved. Cheeky didn't get down too much today. I mean, he um, had that shot on goal, but yeah, I mean that was really it. But when Patrick he does, it came back. It's him. That it was him save. cutting inside rather than yeah, yeah rather than right. playing that overlap, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and because you know, again, him playing inside doesn't really get them out of position because then he usually just swaps place with a midfielder. Yeah, you know, the midfielder flattens up. But when you have that overlap, there, someone has to definitely cover. um, but you didn't. You don't really. S- haven't seen teams be be able to even get out there to counter it and find yeah. that spot, right? Because yeah. if you try to play through the middle, both of you know all three of the midfielders are sitting there, and if you try and play over the top, Murillo is the best sweeper in the league.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: right. It's like you're just so good at just recovering and and just killing off whatever whatever you got. So it's like the transition just works so well because again they strike super fast. And again, today was the biggest thing is because it would be one pass quick turn and they're off. Yeah. I mean, again, it was a 20 minute stretch there after Vela had come in where they're there, it was like I said, one pass turn and it was a, it was an opportunity for a cross, you know, with to put a ball across the face of goal and see what, see what happens.
0: So this is a real quick before we move on to the next question here. I think this is an interesting thing because when we talk about the four different types of superiority in football, right? Yeah, numerical, qualitative, positional, right? Social. Um, I think what this does a good job of utilizing is qualitative superiority, right? You know that Bowanga and Vela and Apoku or Buke or whoever it is that's up in that front three are better than the defender's, that they're going up against, you know, that they have qualitative superiority. So even if they're outnumbered, they can still do something. Even if they, even if it's the same numbers, right? You know, that they can still create and beat those defenders because they're just better players. So it's this idea of just pitting your strength against what is likely their weakness because of the way the MLS is. It's almost like, it's almost like hacking MLS, right? You've Mm -hmm. got all these high, these high quality attackers. If you can get them the ball, Quickly in a good spot, you can amplify that qualitative superiority that you have in the front. Um, So, in that way, it's like, again, we keep coming back to this German efficiency thing, right? It's like, what's their weakness? What's our strength? Go with that. Mm -hmm. Go execute, right? (laughs) Stop asking questions, type of thing.
1: Yeah. And, and, but then it's like, it's not even just that. It's like, and then attack it with relentlessness. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how many times in the Portland game do you just see them try to abuse that flank? Right. over and over right. and over again and it's like until Portland changes something we're gonna keep going after it. Well I mean think right. about Portland too like
0: you're just running away from Diego Chara right you're just playing down yeah. the wings because that's where he's not
1: mm-hmm.
0: right and so yeah it's just in the Marine Corps we used to have this thing we uh, so like when in battle it's like a maneuver warfare thing goes all the way to go all the way back to Mount Klauswitz um there's this idea of when you're analyzing an enemy, you think of your center of gravity like your your absolute strength and for most rifle platoons in the marine corps it's like ah these are our heavy guns that's what that's what makes us difficult to defeat and then you look for your enemy's critical vulnerability and it could be i don't know they're they relying on communications for their uh for their air support or something so you pit your center of gravity your machine guns against their critical vulnerability and you Take away their ability to fight you, right? Yeah. So um I in in a lot of ways that's that's what it's like watching, I guess. Yeah. I'm sorry, to I mean, force but, a metaphor there.
1: No, but I mean, but it, it it goes it goes back to that, you know, the thing that we talked about, like how do how does LFC stress a team, right? Like we've talked about this previously where before it tended to be overly vertical, not yeah. enough horizontal, you know, yeah. when it came to the positional positional stresses. But again, it's one of these situations where it's like they're look, they're looking for the position as well as the personnel, and then just yeah, relentlessly yeah. hitting it until you help. And when you help, we're already onto the next counter, right? Yeah, so right. that's the thing. It's like if they're if the in that first in the Portland game, right? They just kept going after that side with with Vela that overlap with Vela and and Holling said over and over and over again, it's create so many opportunities. Same thing in the Aluense game, right? That you're just that's the, that is the thing yeah yeah right in this in this particular game because of the way that it this one t- tended to start wide then came back in as opposed to in to play wide mm-hmm. right the first the first couple games was play inside the vela find the wide to um get them to collapse find hong's head out wide and then drive it back in towards goal right yeah yeah this game was very much because of the numbers advantage that they have in that 442 diamond you play they were playing outside in where which again and the fact that LA can attack it either way, either from the outside in or the inside out, yeah. right? It bodes extremely well to their prospects because again, yeah. I think tip what we've seen before is like how many times would we think that it seemed that LAFC only had one way to score? Right, right. Right? Like why are you just trying to walk it into goal, right? Mm-hmm. Take it take a shot here, look for opportunities there. Where again I think this team is both pragmatic and opportunistic.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, next one, the Bacchanal. What did you think about Maldonado? Brief cameo, but seemed promising. No? Um, Man, I was excited when he came on. I thought it was interesting that after Aaron Long had a good game, Maldonado, Maldonado was still coming on. I think you can draw some sort of conclusion about what Long's usage is going to be based on the fact that he was subbed out and they want to see Maldonado. Um and then Hollingshead gets injured real quick and so he has to move out to right back. So you're not seeing him in his natural position. But Josh, anything you saw from him that you thought one way or the
1: other about? No, I mean I think he's what he's everything else you look for in the vendor, right? He's he's multi multi talented, right? Has flexibility yeah. um and is skillful, right? Right. Did all those things. Looked smart, looked effective, you know, a little like like a Segura type, right? Yeah. Kind of in that same mold when Eddie came first came into the team, Um, yeah. But one more, a lot more headers. Yeah, that that was pretty impressive. Like you said, Seattle's
0: not Seattle's gonna have a tough time, man. If they're coming in thinking they're just gonna lob balls over the top, they're gonna have a tough time scoring against. But mm, this team, this team (laughs) looks so good. All right, level eleven, pretty good showing for rotated squads first night out. Uh, it seemed like a lot of the time they were a little out of sync with one another, but wow, it's only the second game of the season. It can only get better from here. I think this is a really good point. Like sure there's there's little bugs to work out, but mm-hmm. and we're gonna point those out, of course, but like it doesn't mean that they're not gonna get worked out throughout the course of the season.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's the thing, is like it's an issue of experience rather than skill. Right. We've seen we've seen we look out there and you'll see a ton of teams that just don't have neither the skill nor the tactics. Mm-hmm. To compete. Mm-hmm. Like Montreal looks hapless right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, then you switch over to LAFC and again the issues that they have is more is like you have new guys on the team that just haven't played with each other. But when you get the guys who have been there before, it just clicks seamlessly. Yep.
0: Yep. Okay, somber and wrath. I asked for Tillman and Buke to show more, and they have shown a dump truck more. We uh we might be set although I still want to see us pick up another nine in case Bowanga needs to be out at any point for any reason. Um, Josh, anything on that one? Sign Roberto for Medio immediately, <laughs>
1: and this team will never lose another game.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Tillman and Buke all of a sudden show up, and it's like, dang, the depth is legit, it would seem. All right, our boys at shoulder-to-shoulder. Tillman's performance makes Sifu a transfer, or a Sifu transfer, much more palatable. I think we're all feeling better about the future of that midfield after this game. I do agree. I mean, it seems like he could definitely be the type that ends up playing a very significant role, if not a starter role. Um, Man, I think you can move Sifu if you have to. Mm -hmm. I just, you guys all know how I feel about midfields and how much I think you need rotation. But then it's one of those things where
1: you probably go and get a U23. DP mid,
0: yeah. I mean, if they yeah, if you don't do the Vince idea of like signing him as your as yeah. your if you I mean again this is DP, if you if yeah. you
1: sell Sifu, right? Like right. because again the reason to make Sifu that 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 U twenty three DP as it is right is, is more to extend the contract so that you have more it gives you more flexibility in selling him, right? Yeah, rather than anything else, because again I think the the goal is still to move him on at some point because he deserves it. Yeah, yeah. Right. right? So if that's the case, then right, and Tillman can step in and, and start right he did today in a rotated squad, you can you can sign a U twenty three it means Andre is coming back to to you know for his redemption season <laughs> as our D P U twenty three man. I wonder on. what I wonder what Horta's up to right now. I wonder I if he's we're, playing. We were having this conversation um, with some of the other guys about <laughs> would Andre Orta have succeeded under Trundolo and I honestly think he may have. He
0: probably would have had a much better go of it.
1: Yeah, at least, the opportunities definitely would have been at least more abundant.
0: Ah, he's still at Braga. Dang, he's 26 yeah. now.
1: He's coming back, I'm telling you. <laughs> They're going to give him one more shot.
0: When you go to his transfer marked page, it's like you. It's very prominent. The supporter shield winner. (laughs) He somehow got credit for that. (laughs) Oh man, let's see here. He has, man, fourteen hundred minutes in the Portuguese league. A goal and two assists. This year. Yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: Wait, maybe that's maybe that's total. Hold on one second. That might be total stats actually, not this year. Um
1: It does look like his value has recovered.
0: Yeah, so he must be getting significant playing time if hmm.
1: Cause I always thought his brother was the one that got a lot of run for them.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's taking a while to load this thing, but um Yeah, I mean he's playing. He just so he just had an assist uh today. No. On Saturday, hmm. he had an assist. Um, Yeah. 74 minutes, 86 minutes, 15 minutes, 45, 45. So, I mean, he's playing. He's playing. All right. Anyway, uh, next one. Over. Uh, this is from uh, Lavanda Popular. Over, under, on 18 months for Buke to become uh in or to develop into a starting caliber winger for LAFC. I take the under on that. Yeah. I don't think it'll take that long. I think it's just him finding his feet and understanding the system and his role better
1: mm-hmm. again and i
0: think Dola is the kind of guy that can carve out something for him like hey just focus on this one thing just do this one thing let's get you in behind today or let's have you drop back in
1: but yeah anyway. and then it'll just be kind of a matter of you know again it's hoping that he doesn't get too big ahead and continues to want to develop within the system too right yeah yeah
0: all right uh Joe, 3252, two, has a series of three tweets, so I'm going to get through them here as quick as possible, Josh. Murillo and Palacio's making deep forward and central runs overwhelm the Revs, leaving the wings open for the attack, which is what you mentioned about attacking down the wings. Revs had basically nowhere to run from LAFC attacks. Might I add, also, Maldonado played very well. His name goes unnoticed since he came on. Uh, hmm. His name goes unnoticed since he came on its positive sign. Tillman can uh, be arguably arguably our best midfielder when you look in our past midfielders. Uh, Benny Failhaber, Lee Wynn, Blessing, and arguably, and arguably even Atuesta. Still early, but the signs are there. With B-Rod being replaced late last season, Bawanga has really stepped up what in a way that B-Rod couldn't. Blessing leaving, although sad for us fans, the replacements that came in are showing that there are levels to this game, and Dolo isn't effing around. Uh, he wants to dominate this league. So a lot there, Josh. I'll let you pick pick on those bones.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the I mean, LSE just has so much more credibility now in in the in the world stage in terms of transfers. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like like that Gareth Bale dunk really just kind of set things up man even if even if he wasn't the one that would have that like
0: helps you win mls cup like even if he just sat on the bench i think i think you are right about like just being connected to him in some way
1: yeah helps. the fact that he was willing to come keeling is willing to come but again like that that moment of marketing that he created yeah is just something else right Mm -hmm. and so you know they're going to be able to flex their their muscles a little bit now. And again, they're going to get linked when they shouldn't, right? You know, they're yeah. gonna, you're going to be involved in trans rumors that they probably, you know, I'm, I'm hoping this more, this latest one isn't just, isn't just smoke, right? I'm hoping there's a lot more <laughs> to that one. Um, Bobby but, Firmino
0: has to be real for Josh. Yes. <laughs>
1: he has to be. I mean, Bobby has long been my favorite player yeah. in world football for a long yeah. time, just to what what that guy has done. At Liverpool, but um, yeah, I mean, to go back to what we're talking about, it, it, it's just one of those situations where the you're going to be able to have a different class to choose from mm-hmm. when you're when you're working from this position, right? And this, yeah. is, this is where it really pays to have a good a good structure from top to bottom, right? From coaching, you know, from the players to the to the staff at, you know, the staff around the facility to, you know, to the front office, right? Like if everyone is working in mesh, this is the result of it is that you're just able to get guys that you shouldn't for money that you shouldn't be able to pay. Mm -hmm. Right. Like why wasn't able anyone else on Tillman when he looked like this, like, again, he's a guy that could easily start for a bunch of different teams, but LAFC were the ones that were brought, you know, were able to bring him in, Mm -hmm. you know, is. And again, is it a matter of, is it just the scouting department? Is it how they approach it? Is it no one else has a chance once they enter the conversation? You know, I don't know. But at the same time, when you when you really see, you know, that total picture, right, it, it just allows you to do so much more with it, um, again, and put yourself into a different category of how you're going to build things comparatively to yeah. before to the rest of the season, uh, league.
0: I have another anti-MLS tangent here. <laughs> Sorry. So you mentioned uh the dunk uh that you know obviously Gareth Bale scores a dunk over uh our boy whatever his name is I can't remember his name. 15
1: the new $15 man Jack Yeah, Kelly. yeah, from
0: Philly. Um but also like the 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 marketing around it. Um I think I think uh Tom Bogert still has it as his pinned tweet um he works for mls so of course he gets the news first Mm -hmm. because he works for mls so he's he's going to break all the news guys that's how it's going to go is because when these when these signings are filed with the league because all the contracts are for the league are through the league i mean uh he gets all of it that this isn't, this isn't a personal shot at him. I, I tend to, to like, I think he's a very affable guy. um, But like all this stuff comes from the league. So when you see, when you see an MLS writer get things like that's, that's why it's because that the, the league controls it that way anyway.
1: I mean, it's again, This is, they take a page out of the NFL's book, right? It's like, yeah, yeah. Adam it's, he's the Adam Schefter. He's oh my the... God. How does Adam Schefter know these things? <laughs> right. <laughs> and again, when when there's that much money on the line, right? You're going to have yeah, yeah, a guy that right. can create this entertainment value. I mean, again, they're they're not. This is not a new playbook that we're that they're working yeah, from. Yeah. It's a very it's a very successful one that that they're really using. Mm-hmm. And LEFC have just found again. And it, the thing about American sports in general, it's like the ones that take advantage of the current rules as it stands are the ones that are always going to do best.
0: Yeah. Right. But well, I mean, yep. I mean, it's like, it's like, <laughs> I think you see this in, at Chelsea right now, right? Todd Bowley goes over there and now they're like, <laughs> they're rewriting financial fair play rules because he like found this way to hack it. Like if you sign them into long contracts and you're able to get around financial fair play rules, right? Mm-hmm. So I think, I think there is something to be said about Americans knowing how to cheat these systems. I guess maybe that's a sad commentary on our society, but anyway, before we get too heavy, last one. Uh, D'Armalia Dolo is doing a great job with these lineup rotations. Just hope everyone can stay healthy as we are only just the, starting the season. Thought Long did a decent job at center back. Josh, thoughts on Dolo and his uh choices?
1: Yeah, again shout out to uh Michele Giannone. Yeah, Michele. Yeah, Michele, right? And he was the one that kind of pointed out that. Again, the LAFC is looking into the, it's looking at it in a three phases, right? It's the Champions League phase, then you get right. a break for League's Cup, and then you have the, the, the Cup run. And so when you look at it that way, that's how they're, that's how they're making the rotations, right? That's why you see LAFC put out such a strong lineup, you know, in, in that first game. And they can, they understand when, but because of that, the guys can prepare accordingly right? When they know they're not, you know, they're not going to have to go 90, then it's like everyone's basically the goal is prepared to play 60, 30. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And when when your roles and your minutes are defined in that way, it makes it a lot easier to go about and do your business where you're not wondering if your name's going to make the team. sheet. You're like, okay, I know I'm going to come on at 30. Like, this is the plan. You know, obviously they can adjust accordingly if if the situation calls for it. But I think, like I said, from top to bottom, this team has just... Planned this out very well, fully with with full understanding of how right. to try and juggle this. You know, like I said, I don't think they came to the season, you know, like praying that they were going to get by. I think they they spent this having won the cup,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? You're not trying to win it anymore. I mean, you are, but I mean, like you're not. It's not. You're not. Spend the off season reflecting as to why you didn't win. Right. 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 You spend the off season preparing. Okay. How do now we do it again? while also doing these things, right? And again, I yeah. think it puts you into what a What do we learn list.
0: from this last one that we have to have? What do we learn that we that we should have done last time
1: to make mm-hmm. it easier for us? Yeah. I love yeah. And I and I think it just in that sense, it just allowed, that's why I think it it seems seamless what they're doing as opposed to some of these teams that are just kind of dipping their toes in it for the first time, like Austin getting blasted. Right. And, and then are looking like they're just you know, like these visa record, you know, visa issues are going to basically be the reason why or they the get the reason they survive. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, or, or even Philadelphia, right. Who draw, draw and then lo- you know, barely win. Yeah. Right. You know, and some of these teams, you know, again, they there, there's just not a very good understanding how to navigate this thing. Um, and LAFC seem to have a very distinct plan Having looked at the again, and it's something they've done for a long time. They look at the rest of the league and say, "Let's not do that." Yep. <laughs> right. And yep. so when this year after year failure after failure of teams that shoot for shoot for the stars in CCL fall short, you know, and then can proceed to tank the rest of their regular season again, I think there's a this concerted effort to now figure that you know try and figure that out, and it seems like they're doing just that.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. All right, Josh, anything else before we get out of here?
1: No. Let's, again, enjoy the win. Enjoy, you know, go go on to your Apple thing and watch every match recap where you can just watch them pouring goals left and right. You know, yeah. it's been, this has been a great week for LAFC. And let's continue to, you know, like said, we'll come back on Wednesday and hope that the good times keep on rolling. Yep.
0: You can follow the show on Twitter at counterpress underscore me at Kirk Kinsey, Josh. LAT
1: Josh on Twitter. We'll talk to you all next time. Good night.